We're going to be reading uh, Amos chapter 4. Hear this word, you cows of Bashan, who are on the mountains of Samaria, who oppress the poor, who crush the needy, who say to your husbands, bring that we may drink. The Lord God has sworn by his holiness that behold, the days are coming upon you when they shall take you away with hooks, even the last of you with fish hooks, and you shall go out through the, through the breaches, each one straight ahead, and you shall be cast out into Harmon, declares the Lord. Come to Bethel and transgress, to Gilgal and multiply transgression. Bring your sacrifices every morning, your tithes every three days. Offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving that that which is leavened, and proclaim free will offerings. Publish them, for so you love to do, O people of Israel, declares the Lord. I gave you cleanness of teeth in your cities and lack of bread in all your places, yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. I also withheld the rain from you when there were yet three months to the harvest. I would send rain on one city and send no rain on another city. One field would have rain, and the field on which it did not rain would wither. So two or three cities would wander to another city and drink water, and would not be satisfied. Yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. I struck you with blight and mildew, your many gardens and vineyards, your fig trees and your olive trees, the locusts devoured. Yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. I sent among you a pestilence after the manner of Egypt. I killed your young men with the sword and carried away your horses. I made a stench of your camp go up into your nostrils. Yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. I overthrew some of you as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. And you were as a brand plucked out from the burning. Yet you did not return to me declares the Lord. Therefore, thus I will do to you, O Israel, because I will do this to you, prepare to meet your God, O Israel. For behold, he who forms the mountains and creates the wind and declares to man what is his thought, who makes the morning darkness and treads on the heights of the earth, the Lord, the God of hosts, is his name. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. If you would pray with me. Father, we need you today to give us. us. Oh, look, my kids are walking in with me. Look at what we brought. Look at what we've done. Look at how religious we are. And so they did that. And the Lord says, hey, you're so deceived, keep coming. Amos says, keep doing it. You love to publish it. You love to make a mockery of God in your activities. Now, is tithing and giving and worshiping, those are all good things given by God for our good. You're, if someone is not work, coming to worship and giving, and do, those things really are, those are signs of, of some or, or really ways or means that God uses to keep your heart right. 
Those are good things. But they had taken and twisted those good things and turned them into a way for them to almost be like celebrated and applauded with their friends. That's kind of the picture. Every morning, showing up, high five, we got this, we got this, we got this. So, you trampled on the poor, screamed out, get me what I want. But you keep going to worship and you're so intent about doing that. Crazy discipline about it. Check, 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 check. Got it done, got it done, got it done, got it done, got it done. But the Lord can see. So, how does the Lord want you to come to worship? How does the Lord want you to come and bring an offering? How does He want you to do that? Psalm 24, verse 3 and 4, Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in His holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully, like making vows deceitfully. What's he saying? What the Lord is looking for is someone who did the things that they did in a right way. Someone who's actually wanting, like in humility, wants to offer their lives back to God. And people that are offering their lives back to God are blessing other people. You come to worship overwhelmed by gratitude to God for what He has done in Christ. You come humbled. You come not saying, look at all that I have done, but ra- and God, aren't you glad that I came today? And looking over at other people saying, hey, check this out, I'm here. You know what I've done. I'm really spiritual. You know, not, not that. Did you see the picture the other day? You know, it's not that. He's saying, no, you really want to come in a proper way, humble before the Lord. So, this self-centeredness is kind of seen in self-absorption, self-deception, because they think they're doing so good because what God wants is their money and they're just getting to the seat on Sunday kind of thing. But even more than that, I'll go extra. I'm going to be totally doing it extra. They, they think that's going to do it. The last kind of point here, I mean, or the third point here, is really in verses 6 through 11, and he speaks of, kind of a self-delusion. I just want you to, there's a long list here, but I want you to see it, um, and, and I want you to understand it. This is what God does is, like, He keeps trying to show them they're not in a good place. And He brings these many little judgments on them to show them their place, but they cannot see it. Look at verse 6. I gave you cleanness of teeth in all your cities and lack of bread in all your places, yet you did not return to me. The idea of cleanness of teeth is not like, oh, I'm so glad you you brush your teeth. You floss every day. Did you go to the dentist? You know, all the dentists are like, oh, cleanness of teeth. That's not the idea. They're like not only anything to eat. And so he's saying, I gave you, like, I put you in a place of hunger, but you did not return. You keep going in verse 7 and 8. He says, I also withheld the rain from you. And really, he says, when there were 
yet three months to harvest. The idea is the time when you need the rain. And then he says, I, I put some rain on some cities and others no rain, and it left everybody in a state of panic and confusion. I did all those things so that people would go, be going along and they would get enough water to survive, but not enough to satisfy, and yet you would not return to me, declares the Lord. So he, one, like takes food away, two, he takes this rain away. He is trying to bring them back. Sometimes you bless somebody to stir their heart towards the God, and other times you withhold things to stir them up and say, what's up, dude? Are you listening? Are you paying attention? What is he doing in this moment? The third thing you see is that he struck their crops with disease. So, it, I mean, the, the gardens and vineyards, you, you see blight and mildew. It's destroying them. Blight is one of these things that you know, this warm wind would come in and total, out of the desert and just destroy it. And then others saw like the work of worms where they called, caused mildew. All these things to say return, 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 but they will not return. You just keep moving and you kind of and you think about that. What's going on here? Um, he says even like the locusts would come in, and you, I don't know if you've ever looked. You can look up YouTube videos of locust swarms just to kind of see them. But uh, one thing I read this week was like, the, I mean, there are times like uh, where they they could obliterate like 400 square miles, like in places in Africa, like 10 billion locusts coming through, like nothing is left. It kind of reminds you of the Egyptian plagues. I'm sending these on you. I'm dropping these on you. Do you not see? Do you not see what's taking place? And it's really like it's, it's infecting the whole of your area, and you're not responding in repentance. You're not turning back to the Lord, but they would not repent. You keep going. The sixth thing, he sends enemies to punch them. Look, punish them. Look what he says. I killed your young men with a sword. And carried away your horses, and I made the stench of your camp go up in your nostrils. What's he saying? He's saying, like, I killed so many of them that it was like decaying flesh. That smell was all around you. Don't you see the plagues? Like, don't you see these many judgments? Don't you see, like, what I'm doing? I'm the Lord, like, bringing these on you to call you back. Don't you? Does that not make you want to turn back? Does that not make you want to turn back? He moves on. The seventh thing you see is he overthrew them with fire. It's like Sodom and Gomorrah all over. He's saying like he is doing this to his people to bring them back. And like Pharaoh who hardened his heart, they continue to harden their heart. They're like a stiff-necked people and they will not turn back. Is that not shocking? So go back, think about Amos chapter 4. It starts with these people of privilege sitting there saying, I want more. And then you say, good night. Like, why are they oppressing the poor? Because they want more. And then you say, well, how are we going to get them right? Well, it's not going to be by them doing more false worship. Because these people that were robbing the poor were the most like faithful church people. 
And so then he says, listen, in all of that, like I'm going to help you see, since you cannot see what you're doing, I'm going to devise a plan to help you see, bring many ju- uh, little many judgments into your life to wake you up. But you will not listen. And so, you have made yourself your God. You are living your own life. You think that you can rely on yourself forever. That's an expression of self-centeredness. And the Lord says, that's fine, prepare to meet me. I'm coming to visit. Since you would not come to visit me, since you would not turn to me, I am going to turn towards you. But it's not going to be turning towards you in a way where it's going to make your life better. I'm coming to address your sin. Therefore, O Israel, because I I will do this to you, prepare to meet your God, O Israel. For behold, he who forms the mountains and creates the wind and declares to man what is his thought, who makes the morning darkness and treads on the heights of the earth, the Lord, the God of hosts, is his name. I am coming here saying to you, I who created the universe, who reign over everything, this is all mine. I speak and it moves. I sustain it by the word of my power. I will come with my heavenly host. And I'm coming to address you and to deal with you fully. And I want you to know it. I, the God of Israel, have come. I, the God who created the universe, is coming. I, the God who speaks and things happen, He is coming. I, the God and judge of the universe, I am coming. And you who thought that you built your own life for yourself and for your glory will answer to me. What would you say that God should do when these self-centered people lack repentance? What will he do? What will he do? These people who falsely, they falsely have, they have this picture of like religiosity or something you might say, but they're not legitimate. What should God do? God should judge them if he is just. What's the hope in all of this? Because you might say, good night. What's the hope in all of this? What the hope is, is that you would stop today and say, hmm, I see the self-centeredness. I see the self-deception. I see the, 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 the pride building up in me. I see how much like trust I have in myself. I see that. And that the idea here is that you would not like Israel. I think that you would instead choose another path. You would choose the path of, I see it. Now I'm turning from my wretched ways to the Lord. I'm repenting and putting my hope and faith in Him. I'm going to stop living this fake life i'm going to admit my sin i'm going to admit my self-reliance i'm going to admit my selfishness 
I'm going to admit that I built my life in a false way. I'm going to admit of my false worship, and I'm going to turn to the only one who can save me. Hebrews 4, 7 says, Today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Jesus said, Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden over their sin. Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. You will either meet Jesus, you will either meet Jesus when he has extended mercy or you'll meet him one day in judgment. Today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Turn today and trust him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask for wisdom to look at Israel as a case study of those who experience great privilege but took that and used it for themselves. May we never, ever, ever do that. May we use this day to be a day of saying, Lord, let us leave self-centeredness and move to Christ-centeredness. Let us leave self-centeredness and move into self-forgetfulness. In Christ's name, amen.